Good day and God bless all of you, however you're accessing the program this day. Thank you for taking the time to join us for this week's edition of From Here to Eternity, a program that is dedicated to examining the wisdom of God as we search for directions and guideposts on our journey from here to eternal life. During this Lenten season, we're taking a look at the Sunday Gospels from each week as we search for some clarity as to how it is we get from here to eternity. In the first Sunday of Lent, we heard the story of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness, and we talked about the, uh, Satan and the weapons he uses in his desire to separate us from the love of God. But in the second week of Lent, we hear the story of the transfiguration of Jesus. And God tells us how to avoid Satan's temptations when we hear him say the words, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Why is this the key for us in our journey from here to eternity? Why is it so important that we listen to God? Because when we don't listen to God, we open ourselves up to hearing all other kinds of voices from to being deceived by Satan. And the deception is always the same. It tells us that we can find happiness and fulfillment on our own, apart from God. The world calls this independence, but God calls it pride. Our God is not a speechless God. He is alive and active in our world, and He speaks to each one of us. He does not speak to us in riddles or mysteries. He speaks to us plainly so that we can hear Him, receive His message clearly, and understand what He wants us to do. God is serious about His relationship with us. He expects us to listen to His Word and respond to His voice. God's Word is meant to transform us, to change us in some way. In our hectic and complex lives, I believe there is nothing more urgent, nothing more necessary, and nothing more rewarding than hearing what the Word of God has to say to us. If we aren't hearing from God, it's virtually impossible for us and for those entrusted to our care to grow in faith. If we want to hear God, if we want to recognize His voice, if we want to be clear about what He desires from us, we must spend time in an intimate relationship with Him time in prayer, time in reading the scriptures, time at mass, time in his presence at adoration. God and his church remind us every Lent to slow down, 
to fast from some of our activities and use this time that created for prayer and reflection. So we must develop a more meaningful relationship with our God. This is how we find the peace of mind that we so desperately need. It is the key to hearing the voice of God, time. And I think it is the reason we struggle so often in our attempts to hear God's voice. A lack of time devoted to our relationship with Him. Without this commitment of time, the sound of God's voice is easily drowned out by all the incessant noise that surrounds us. Without this commitment of time, His voice becomes just one among the many vying for our attention. Without this commitment of time, we are unsure what He is asking from us. Listening to God requires an intimacy that can only be achieved through consistent time and sustained presence. In our daily prayer, in our reading from sacred scripture, in our sitting quietly in His presence, God refines us bit by bit, slowly transforming our thoughts and responses to grow more and more like those of his son. As this growth occurs, we develop an intimate relationship with the Lord and become more attuned, more able to sense his presence in our daily lives and hear his voice when he calls. You know, one of the ways we describe praying or prayer is communicating with God, entering into a relationship with him. So it makes sense that prayer would be an integral part of our listening to God. So let us talk about prayer for a moment. Does God answer prayers? Some prayers, but not all. Or sometimes He answers our prayers, but not always. Or does God always answer prayer? It is just that sometime His answer is no. And if he says no, how does he choose which prayers to say no to? Sometimes people say, well, we prayed and God did a miracle. Well, where was God all the other times that miracles were needed? Other people say, well, you've just got to understand God is going to do what God is going to do. Well, if our prayers have no effect on God's decisions, then why should we pray? And others say, well, you don't understand. God can do anything. Then why doesn't he? It is no wonder that prayer can be so challenging for us at times. You know, in Mark's gospel, we are told that after a full day of healing and caring for all of those in need, that Jesus arose the next day before dawn so that he could go off to a deserted place and pray. So obviously, for Jesus, prayer was a very vital thing in his earthly life. If we fast forward to the end of his earthly ministry, Mark will tell us that on the night 
that Jesus was betrayed. He was in the garden with his disciples praying. And he prays, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me. He essentially says, I don't want to go through this. Make it go away. A prayer we might all pray when something like cancer comes our way. I don't want to go through this. Father, please make it go away. But then he prays, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken from me, then may it be done according to your will. So in the first prayer, he essentially says, is there some way out of this? I don't really want to go through this. Is there some other plan here? And that is an absolutely appropriate prayer to offer because sometimes there is another path and God does choose to work a miracle and we are not forced to endure pain and suffering. But after we make that plea, our second prayer should always be just like Jesus. If this is the way it has to be, then I am ready for whatever it is you have in mind. Prayer for Jesus is not a passive acceptance of, well, I guess this is just the way it's got to be. Jesus asks God for what he wants, and we should continually put our wants and our needs before the Lord. But then, after asking for what he wants, Jesus accepts the fact that what he wants may not be what is going to come to pass. And he tells God that he is ready for whatever role he is to play in what is going to come to pass. For Jesus, prayer is being open to God's plan at work right here, right now. Jesus questions, but in his questions, he assumes that he is going to be involved in some way in the answer to the prayer. Jesus' assumption is that there is some role for him to play in the answer to his prayer. You know, some people pray and then they say, well, God just didn't answer my prayer. But maybe they were the answer to their prayer. Maybe God was calling them to play a role in the ongoing work that he is doing in the life of the person they were praying for. Prayer is not some kind of formality or wish list for God. And it is not some sort of ritual that we have to get through so we can get on with our day. Prayer should be our whole posture toward life. It is, it's the way that we should see everything going on around us. When we are open to the fact that God is at work right here, right now, and we are watching and listening for what it is that God wants us to do, what God wishes to accomplish in our world, that is a powerful prayer. So prayer is being still. It's meditating. It's re 
reflecting, it's listening, it's waking up. It's when we never stop asking the question, what is God up to right here, right now? And what does he wish me to do in this situation? You know, praying connects us to the people and things that we are praying for. Prayer enlarges our perspective. It gives us a bigger heart. Praying makes us feel things. Praying changes things. But most of all, praying changes us. It makes us people more able to hear and respond to the voice of God. Prayer is essentially an expression of our trust in God's plans and purposes for our life. My final recommendation on this subject of listening to God is to keep a prayer journal. Identify the issues that are on your heart, that are of greatest concern to you, and commit them to writing. Write down the words and the passages from the Bible that strike you or challenge you. When you sit before the Lord in prayer, write down the thoughts and images that continue to come up in your mind. Over time, your journal will reveal just how often God has responded to your prayers and how consistently He has called you to action. But if you are still struggling to be sure that you are hearing God's voice, I would encourage you to take action anytime you sense God may be calling you. I can assure you that even when you are unsure, you are probably correct. He is calling you. He is challenging you. He is speaking to you. But even if you are not correct, you can always do what I do and rely on the prayer of Thomas Merton to encourage you to move forward. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me alone. I'd like to thank all of you out there who share a commitment to the goal of not only finding the way from here to eternity, but leading others along the journey as well. It is my hope that God will continue to rain down His blessings on you and your family, and it is my prayer that He grant you the wisdom and understanding to see clearly the path that He has placed before you. 
and the mercy and forgiveness that we all so frequently need as we stumble along the way. Be sure to join us for our next presentation of From Here to Eternity. Until then, continue to glorify God by your life.